0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: To vaccinate or not to vaccinate? It's 2018, so that is the question. This week, we've got a special guest on the show who wants to help all those helpless parents with pony crazy kids and have no idea where to start. Plus, winter is coming, and we've got some tips on how to stay warm. Thanks for tuning in.
2: From Heels Down Magazine, a podcast where horse pros chat about what's happening in the horse world over drinks. Welcome,
3: Welcome to, to Happy, Happy Hour.
1: Hour. I'm Justine Griffin.
3: I'm Sally Spickard, and I'm Jessica Payne. Welcome to episode 35 of Heels Down Happy Hour. How are you guys? Hey. Hey, how's it going? Not bad. Oh, man.
2: So I'm pretty excited to kick things off with this episode with a brand new presenting sponsor. Drum roll, please. We need sound effects or something on this show that would make (laughs) things more fun. Um, anyway, so our, our, this episode is going to be brought to you all by ARC Equine. It is a brand new partner that we have on the show here, and we're going to be learning a whole lot more about ARC Equine in the coming months, but, um, just to give you guys a little bit of a primer, it's a wearable device. It's kind of a pain management therapy, tissue repair design, and it's really easy to use. All it does is it's a device that just straps around the cannon bone of the horse's leg, and it supports basically the naturally occurring, Micro currents inside the inside the bloodstream to stimulate repair. So I know it sounds really sciencey, but we're going to be breaking it down, like I said, in the coming weeks. So keep an eye out. Um, it's really exciting. It's huge in the UK, but they have just launched for sale here in the states, and it's a really affordable way to manage pain and help your horse rehab. So you can learn more at ARC, A-R-C, equineusa.com. And we'll put a link in the show notes for you guys to learn more. So we'd like to say a big, warm, happy hour. Welcome to ARC Equine. So we have been kind of following the Royal Horse Show in Canada, in Toronto this week, and it's really exciting. They always have a lot of really exciting events, and every discipline is showcased. They have indoor venting and dressage and show jumping and everything in between. So we actually have a drink from Lindsay Brock at the Royal Horse Show, and this is from the official hotel of the Royal, the Fairmont Royal York Library Bar. That's quite a name. And this is called the Marmalade Mule. And so it's kind of a sweet and tart cocktail to sip on. It sounds right up my alley. It has in-house made marmalade, premium old time ginger beer, Grey Goose vodka, and a dash of bitters. And then you garnish it with lime and candy ginger.
1: That sounds phenomenal. I, love I know the candy it's like super ginger. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I wish more people would use candy ginger
2: because it really is the best thing in the world. And you definitely um, have to drink
1: this one in a copper mug. You know,
3: yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> you have to get yeah. the
2: right aesthetic here. <laughs> <laughs> but also I want to give this library bar place a shout out because they're using paper straws, which is a really good thing. Save the ocean. <laughs> All right, so I guess we can just go into news from there now that we've got our cocktail. So, Jess, what do you got uh, now?
3: Everybody have like a little drink because I've got some sad news. Oh, no. so I just I hate seeing all these things. And another like horrific story happened with San O'Connor, who has one of my favorite show jumpers. Like he has a couple, but he had that horse good luck. Um, who's a Grand Prix show jumper, but he got a new horse in and she had a freak accident and oh, flipped over no. in the cross ties, and she ended up dying. So I just wanted Aww. to say sorry to San because I'm a huge fan, <laughs> like fangirling about the good luck horse, but I'm so sad to hear about one of his like up and coming top horses. And it's just sad because it's that it can happen to anybody and any horse. It's just a terrible thing. So I was just going to say some sad news and our condolences because it can happen to all of us. We've all had terrible things happen about pasture in the barn, everything. So just, oh, totally. it happens so and fast too. It's I mean, that's so sad.
1: awful part That is the worst I mean I've had I've had one horse that like chronically tried to flip in the cross ties like it was like like I had to get a trainer because I was so afraid of him hurting himself you know it's just one of those things that it literally like you said just can happen to any horse so that's just terrible
3: yeah so sorry hate to always hear things like this but yeah that was my terrible news so I hope you know Justine you have a little bit of better news for us you always have good happy news i feel like <laughs> <laughs> sure
1: so uh um, bring it back <laughs> just i don't know from your hunter background too I don't, I don't know if you watched the mcclay championship this week yeah but so sam walker won um and he had the lead going into his final test um, so for all our listeners i know uh the eck and the hunters aren't as big of a deal overseas as they are here in the u.s but um the mcclay championship is like I mean, growing up, it was, like, the dream we all had, you know, doing doing the Eck at our local and rated shows. Like, oh, my gosh, to go to the McClay Championship was the biggest oh, I mean, deal it, ever.
3: It yeah. is. It's like going to the Olympics, honestly. Like, yeah, that's what your last goal is, is to go to McClay's.
1: Absolutely. So, and it's just, it's just, to watch it now, even, you know, I'm 30 and I'm watching these kids in the McClay. Like, it's still, um, I think, a great example of of equitation of how you should ride on how to be correct. And um, especially just for the hunters, like how to put in a beautiful correct round on a complicated test. That's more than just, you know, doing the lines. It's some of the tests are very challenging, um, but they ride the, the kids that go to the McLeay ride so beautifully and so accurately. It's really just a pleasure to watch. So if you haven't seen any of the highlights, um, Sam Walker was, gorgeous like his ride was just great um and also brian moger i don't know if you guys uh know his name but he rides in the jumpers and the acc and the hunters and he's just having a really good year because he moved up from third to second in the mcclay so he finished oh, he just won something too didn't he yeah i think he just won at the national he's had a he's okay. had like a really a good year this year yeah. he's a young kid we've written about him in the in heels down mag before um he's got big dreams and it clearly works really hard because he's winning in all the rings um so That's his awesome. rounds yeah his rounds are really worth watching too if you haven't seen them and we'll link to those in the show notes.
2: It's cool that they have the replays available too I always like oh, to go back and watch awesome. that yeah. stuff.
1: Absolutely. What about you Sally?
2: Well So this is uh, a guy, so the Breeders' Cup was this past weekend, and uh, I don't really follow horse racing too much anymore. I sometimes will watch, I'll watch the big races, but... I don't really keep up with it too much um, now, but there was a guy who was at the Breeders' Cup, which was held at Churchill Downs in Kentucky this year. um, And he had a little bit too much to drink, maybe a few more, a few too many marmalade mules. And he tried to, he literally went on, I guess, the backside of the track and found a horse of some sort and got on the horse and tried to ride it onto the race (laughs) track.
3: Oh, my (laughs) gosh. No.
2: Like he got all the way to the tracks entrance before people caught up with him and were able to stop him. So no way. Needless he's to say, he's hurt. Holy! Hey, I don't know. It, this doesn't say if it was. I'm. I'm assuming it was probably like a pony horse that was standing there. I'm obviously. I doubt it was a racehorse, but still, like there's a lot of stuff going on. You are obviously uh, not sober, and so anyway, he's he's in jail now, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> awaiting charges for that but um yeah so he tried to celebrate a little too hard at the (laughs) breeder's oh my gosh
3: (laughs) unbelievable
2: yeah so um i found that story in the weekday email newsletter that we send out the heels down brief so i'm gonna plug that again for you all if you have not heard of it or signed up for it you can sign up for it at bit.ly slash hd brief it's a nice uh, collection of funny stuff and news like people getting drunk at horse races um and you know we have a couple taglines that we've been playing around with it so one of them is uh leaving out strides since 2018 we get you your news fast <laughs> oh geez <laughs> <laughs> so anyway you guys can sign up for that we're actually. Um, we have a lot of giveaways and fun stuff coming up for the holidays, so you'll
1: definitely want to keep on top of that. So, last show, Sally, I think you uh, you reviewed. Um, you had like a really nice fleece jacket from Smart Pack, right? For, yes, like, I'm wearing it right now. Oh my gosh! So, <laughs> I just got one of their base layer shirts from Smart Pack. Um, it's a it's the Piper. It's like a zip up one. So it's like a Piper Smart Pack brand, but it's a base layer shirt that, you know, you wear as your first layer in the cold. And I I got it and I was like, this is going to be so nice on like the three days a year I can wear it in Florida. But (laughs) Friday just happened to be freaking cold out of nowhere. So I was able to wear it Um, and I just wore it with like a tank top camisole kind of thing underneath it and then put it on and then went to the bar and it is really freaking warm. Like I got to the point where I was like, am I going to be too warm in just this shirt because it's. It's got, like, a low fleece lining underneath it, but my mine was the – it's, like, a, quarters, a quarter sleeve, you know what I mean? So, it like, it oh, does okay. go all the oh, way down my wrist. it's not a long sleeve. No, it's, like, almost, you know? So I could bunch them up and have, like, a little bit of breathing room, but the zipper is also really long. Like, it goes down past, like, your chest area. So if you wanted yeah. to wear a T-shirt or something underneath it, you have – Uh, It has like a high collar on it, but it's got a long zipper, but it was really comfortable. So Jess, you got one too, right? So
3: yeah, that's what I was going to say. I got the same sort of like winter kind of base layer, but I got the crew neck. So there's no zippers, but mine's long sleeve and mine's great. Like I love it. It's, you know, instead of just having that cotton shirt as, like, your bottom layer, like, I have been wearing this quite a few mornings where all I do is wear that and then a vest or that and then, like, a small, like, kind of pullover on top. And it's so comfortable. So comfortable. The only thing I would say is, like, I'm normally, like, a small. Mm-hmm. It's it's a tight small. You know what I mean? Like, it's just – if and I like that as a bottom layer. So I would tell people – If you want something a bit bigger, because a lot of people like bigger shirts and stuff like that, just go up a size because it does run a little bit smaller. I wouldn't say smaller to size, but just, I wanted something that was like small that I could put under kind of like another kind of tighter shirt and you can easily wear that as a base layer. So it's great, but it is nice and warm. I love mine because then I don't have to wear a ton of layers. Like I... You said you had like a camisole on underneath. I didn't wear anything under mine. Mine was so comfortable. Like I just put it on as my like undershirt, honestly. Yeah, that's so nice. See, I was worried I was
1: gonna get too hot and wanted to take it off. But oh, um, right. But it, I, and so I'm looking at it. They're, they're one. They were like super affordable. They're like 39.95 from Smart Pack, and it. Oh, mine's
3: I, like 25 bucks.
1: Yeah I, yeah, I love that. I love that they're affordable. And mine, it felt heavy duty, like it would It's going to stand up to everyday use at the barn. You know, yeah, what I mean? absolutely. And you can I know, it's about it.
2: mine too. Yeah, like you don't feel like it's going to fall apart or have threads unraveling after one wash or like a little bit of use. You know, no, which mine was asked fine
1: this that. winter
3: season at least. Yeah, if not
1: so definitely a good find. And like like you said, it's easy to put something on over it because mine, well, you know, it's very slim fitting like a base l- layer should be. And I bet you the yeah. arm full length if I had gone up a size, like I probably should have gone up a size too. Yeah, no, I'm a super fan. I'm going to use them all winter, all three days.
3: All three days. Well, I'm going to use mine a lot more <laughs> than three days because <laughs> we also ride like I ride in the morning. So it's lovely. So like when it's a little bit chilly, oh, it was great. Awesome. So Go to Pack equine.com all right sally i know you were
1: you were telling about this resource that you found online the other day um i don't remember how the conversation came up but like parents who have pony crazy kids and you know normally like if you're on a soccer team or something like your school or there are resources in your community where you get paired up with people but horses it's kind of hard like how do you find an eventing barn if you don't know what eventing is Mm -hmm. but you met somebody who's trying to do that right I did.
2: So I met this woman who her name's Susan and she lives in Minnesota. She sells real estate, but she also runs a website called equestrianmoms.com. And so basically, what happened is she has a daughter who's an event writer, but she realized or she's seen kind of a lack of resources for parents that for any discipline, it doesn't matter. And it kind of called to mind, you know, I when I interviewed canyon walker the young writer who was on our cover in october he kind of said the same thing you know my mom didn't really know where to look for writing lessons and you know it's very common for you to hear that of you know mom didn't know and it's not that mom doesn't know stuff it's just really hard to find resources for this particular sport if your kid is dancing or playing football or doing something else that's a little bit more quote-unquote mainstream then you can easily type in a google search and find hundreds of coaches and studios and whatever so she started equestrian moms as an effort to to provide what was missing for moms or parents in general who were starting out with kids who were writing. But it just kind of resonated with me because I remember, you know, my mom was also clueless about it. And, you know, every every writer has different levels of involvement from their parents. But this is really cool. It's got like a FAQ section on the website, you know, about what sort of different information for parents that are looking into getting their kids writing lessons. So it's a really cool thing that she started and she's still building it, but I don't know. What do you guys think? I
3: think it's amazing because I think there are so many people that I've talked to, like I've had friends that, you know, they live in different areas and I've met now in the horse world, obviously, but when they were first starting off and, you know, I had a particular friend that has a daughter, you know, she's younger, she's like under 10 years old and she was in an area that She Google searched and she got all these recommendations online, but it turned out it was a terrible situation. Like, Mm. you know, and you hate to say like, look, there's, but you, there are not great trainers out there and not great programs, especially for your situation. And it wasn't what she was looking for. And she had no idea. And so that kind of thing, you can say, look, this is more for, you know, the X, Y, and Z. And I think that's great because so many people will just look and say, look, I want to ride with so-and-so. They right. ride good for me. And in the end, they're not really good for you. Like they're not the program, you know, if you'd asked me, I would have told you to go to Jane instead of Joe, you know, right. or whatever. Right. Sure. And, yeah. And yeah. Like say, for- look, that, that person teaches your kind of, you know, way, whether you're a kid or you're an adult or you're a professional, like everybody teaches differently and has their own strengths. And it's nothing like it's terrible, but for that child, I was like, oh, I would have told you that was terrible. And she's like, well, I didn't know anybody. <laughs> you yet. didn't know any different. Right. Like, yeah. You know, right. So like, how was I supposed to know? I Googled it. <laughs> well, cause parents,
1: like I think about my parents who were you know, have no experience with horses before me. I mean, they just, you ha- you're you paying this person to take care of your kid while they're on this horse. You know, they were just putting their blind trust in the trainers that we found. They didn't know anything yeah. either. So, and luckily it all worked out. And but it's got luck of the draw know that at person, that point. Absolutely, yeah. it's luck of the draw. And that was my mom's biggest concern. Even today, I'm 30 years old. You know what I mean? And she, all she wants to know is that I'm safe and I'm riding with people who, are, who keep safety at the top of mind, you know? Right. But also, not everybody does, unfortunately. Exactly. <laughs> you, know? you know, or like unsupervised or you know what I mean? Like kids just running wild at the barn, and that kind of thing. You don't know that until you you end up somewhere pretty much. So I don't know. Or even even like parents wanting to learn what's going on. Like you want to root your kid on, but you don't understand how dressage scoring affects <laughs> right. the stadium round. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how do you support your kid when you don't know the rules? Like you want to make sure you end up in a place and and learn all these things so I think this is great you know kind of a one-stop
2: shop and you know I think yeah. even stuff like equipment you even need to buy for your kid I mean not everybody knows automatically that helmets and garters and half chaps and whatever else like it's all very foreign it's very common for us and so it's hard for us to put that into perspective but well, well, and she does was my tri- does
3: my child need the sick helmet. Probably not. That'd be a (laughs) one. It's not going to fit in about a month, so no. (laughs) But my kid told me I needed the $600 one. And those parents are like, oh, okay. Oh my God. My my poor parents took
2: got taken for like a thousand dollar ride at the tax store than they first took me like and my parents weren't like super wealthy but they did try to at least get me like a setup for my little dressage lessons and so we we bought like a Wintec tech dressage saddle but then we got just like the nicest show boots that I like could never even pull on myself because they were so stiff and like I didn't know any different my dad didn't know any different and you know we spent so much money that we probably didn't need to yeah totally
1: yeah See, so
2: anyway you guys can check out Susan's awesome little passion project that she's doing. And she's always, there's a contact tab on her website. She's always looking for feedback on what else she can provide. This is something that's newer for her that she's trying to grow. So you can visit equestrianmoms.com and check out what she has and and help her out and give her some feedback also. Okay. So Justine,
3: I have a question because I saw this article. I love and when I, things start this way. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I'm like so confused. Because um, <laughs> I just want to know some more details because it's kind of foreign to me. So you wrote this article about how this vet told you not to vaccinate your horse. And for yes. me, like, that's the craziest thing I think I've ever read. I know. And for me, like, we don't have that option. Like, I understand, like, there are people that don't want to vaccinate doing this, but, like, it is actually not even an option if you want your horse in our barn. Like, you have to bring it shot records, it has to be up to date. Like, they get shots twice a year and they all have to have the same shots. Like this is not even like something that is like, Oh, well I didn't feel like doing that to my horse. Like your horse doesn't want back shoes. Okay. That's not a problem, but yeah. <laughs> you this know, is you <laughs> yeah. This is different. Yeah. Like, no, like that's not actually an option because especially with like our show horses, like we go to All these shows, especially the jumpers, they ask you for a proof of vaccination. Like, I know a lot of shows don't even follow up and do that. But the majority of jumper shows we go to, like, the secretaries are awesome. Like, they're like, let me start. And I just give them, you know, my health certificate, my vaccination report, and the Coggins. And that's, like, the normal. So Totally, yeah. You got to tell me a little bit more about, like, why. Because I don't quite follow.
1: So, um, I was a little taken aback when this happened. And so, as you guys know, Mikey doesn't sweat really well. Um, and so, I've been seeing a specialist that is, you know, a licensed vet, but she practices in Eastern medicine too. So, acupuncture, she gives my horse a bunch of like, you know, special weird herbs and supplement type stuff that, you know, it was really, really hard for me to get behind in the beginning because, like you, just, I'm a science person. I'm a science writer. My job is to write about science so that I I have no, no sympathy for people who don't vaccinate their kids and that whole yeah. crazy thing. I just think that's I wasn't crazy. even
3: going to go there, but I was like, <laughs> oh, we're I was, going there. I was not even going to <laughs> so, children. But so, I was the same thing. I'm like, uh, no, this you is have crazy. to
1: vaccinate your children. Vaccines are created for a reason because they help. They they literally do. They're, the science, the data shows. That like less people get sick because of vaccines, and it's good for everybody. Believe me, I'm I'm with you on that. So in the yes. set, so I, this person's been seeing my horse for the last year, and she's the only one who has made a difference. He's gotten better because of her. So she's got some magic juju that works on my horse. You know, I I don't question it too much. The stuff that I think is uh, a little crazy, I just go okay. Well, it works. Um, but she. She honestly thinks that vaccinating my horse made him stop sweating again. She thinks it contributed to him stopping sweating again this year. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't, you know, he came from the racetrack, so we know he was vaccinated regularly his whole life. Like, they have to vaccinate them on the track. So I just...
2: Yeah, I mean, how would you even
1: pinpoint that as the, you know what I mean? Like...
2: I don't know how don't you
1: got know. to eliminate so many other factors. First.
3: Right. I agree. I agree. It's all kind no, of. No, no. So, but I have a question. That's what one of my other questions is. So how does she expect you to still be able to show? So, okay. So, so there are a couple of things. She actually, like, she's pretty
1: educated on her argument for this. You know what I mean? Like she gave yeah, me. A yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm asking. Stack yeah. of paper.
1: And she told me that uh, you know most of the time when we vaccinate our horses, vaccine lives longer than a year, but we vaccinate every year just in case it doesn't. So, and how you could manage that is by doing the blood titer tests, you know, and looking at the level of antibodies to see whether or not you should vaccinate again. Like if he's low, then yes, vaccinate so that his body can fight against whatever West Nile or whatever it is. So, she she suggested I don't vaccinate this fall. And monitor his blood titers, and then come spring. Because I asked her, I was like, I don't, you know, I don't show him at a level where it matters right now. But yes, if I wanted to go and show at like rated rated shows, yes, you need your horse has to be vaccinated, and you need to be able to prove it. She seems to think that she could write a letter stating why this horse can't be vaccinated, and then that could.
3: Uh, mm, I'm. I i
1: do not know. About I'm that. not sure. I did not I have not looked that up but I do know one other horse here in Florida who had a terrible reaction to a vaccine when he was younger now he's like 16 or 17 a big like warm blood hunter and they never vaccinated him again after that because he almost died I also do that was
3: the thing is also what is she not wanting you to vaccinate not vaccinate all all none of it so because I bet the warm blood like it wasn't so, the only, yeah, yeah, the only proof that you have to show is the flu rhino because right. of the herpes, like, and all that stuff that, right. like, you know, HPV or whatever that they tested positive for, you have to show because they have such a bad outbreak at shows and right. it's so fast that, like, you have to, that's why you have to vaccinate. So, but in Florida, West Nile is a big deal. Like, yeah, yeah. but, but that's everywhere. not one you have to you know? prove to a horse show. So, that's right. why I wondered, right. maybe is it just, West Nile, tetanus. You know, the. I mean, you give them six different vaccines, right. so right. Like, maybe she's just against two of them.
1: So, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my like normal, logical, functioning brain aside, and I'm not gonna vaccinate him this fall, and then like reevaluate come time for spring, because like he got his yeah. rabies, everything like normal in the spring, and then I'm just not gonna do the booster this fall, and I'm just gonna see in the spring yeah. as it's but it's like i i'm going to vaccinate him because that's it's crazy to me he's a young horse god god forbid something terrible happened cuz i didn't vaccinate my horse you know what i mean like well, I, and
3: then it spread to everybody else
1: i know i know it's irresponsible oh, believe me i i think it's true. <laughs> believe, <laughs> believe me i, I understand know.
3: the decision but but, but uh, just, that's no. why i'm curious to know like what she what she would say to like a horse show and all this like i mean they especially like i mean they've had outbreaks down in florida so like she has to be aware of them yeah she's a
1: big time big time like she shows her own horses i I, wait
3: she shows her own horses do you think she vaccinates those
1: I doubt it.
2: I'd be interested to see or hear, I don't know how, maybe just through people who listen to this episode, I'd be interested to hear what the vet, the general veterinary consensus is. I mean, I obviously know the majority is going to be for vaccinations, but I'd be interested to hear like, if there's there a lot of else? veterinarians, yeah, that are kind of starting to go down that route or not, you know,
1: I same for, like, I, yeah, yeah. like when I published this, I was even surprised that like the, we got a few comments on the Heels Down page, you know, what people said, you know, just that, yeah, vaccines live longer in our bodies than than what's, you know, like what's considered standard by veterinary associations on how often we should vaccinate. I don't know, you think of like people get weird with Lyme disease and horses and in humans and how that contributes to autoimmune, you know, dysfunction, that kind of thing. I think that we have a lot still to learn, but I do think that for sure the- the risk of vaccinating is small compared to the risk of not vaccinating. And it is irresponsible, especially if I'm, I bored my horse. It's not like I'm keeping my horse at home where he'll never see anybody ever again. You know, I feel like that is being an irresponsible horse owner by not vaccinating, right? What did they
3: say at your barn about not doing it? Well, so the one warm blood lived there
1: for a while. He has since moved, and uh, my barn owner was willing to work with me on it, you know? So, but I just, that's I, interesting. I'm, yeah, I I mean, everyone, I, we're all in the same vaccination schedule, you know, she kind of handles it all for me. But um, yeah, it's just a weird thing. Like, in the problem. I feel like I've thought about it too much, because I'm like, Oh, my God, what do I do? Do I just well, deal with the non-stopian on- totally dwell on if you
2: let yourself I mean I would do the same thing, yeah. Blame, yeah you, you can know? go down the crazy hole on the internet too or oh like, my god oh, yeah. do
3: not read the internet
2: yeah. yeah don't go on any forums while this is happening okay just for your own sanity You're have you guys find
3: find the this? worst of the worst
1: have you ever heard of someone not vaccinating their horse for a specific reason
3: or no unfortunately no I've never heard of that like I'm trying That's to think be interesting what like you know what sally said i'd be interested to hear what they all have to say on you know the heels down happy hour lounge yeah yeah
2: so you, so you guys should come I'm on our Facebook
3: lounge and comment on that because um especially if
2: you're a vet or in the in the industry in any way because that i i just think that's interesting just from a, a data
1: standpoint to see like yeah. who's, who's where you know totally and we wrote you know in heels down mag we wrote a guide on like when you should vaccinate and why we do i mean like it's, i feel like it's all pretty standard practice on like we show horses they we travel with them they're going to be with other horses uh, but it, you know what's interesting we've had we've had more strangles outbreaks in florida in the last couple of years than in a while and what's interesting to me is like my my vet not the vet who told me not to vaccinate but like like my everyday vet doesn't give re- doesn't recommend giving the strangles vaccine cuz it's such a delicate
3: i have heard one. that before yeah. yeah i have heard yeah. that one but that there's a difference, and if you give the, you know, in the vein or, I mean, in the mouth or in the nose, in the that, nose there's yeah, right, that there's two different, right. that there's different ways. But, I mean, we vaccinate for strangle. I mean, we we vaccinate for it all. Let's get real. Well, yeah, that's people. kind of where
2: I come from. And, I mean, I know that science is science for a reason, and people are always doing research on this and trying to improve things. But the way that I look at it, and I'm putting my flame suit on here, is, you know, I, I have yet to see a lot of... From my personal experience, a lot of bad things come from vaccinating myself, my dogs, my horses, anything, you know. Right, and right. So I just don't until I see that, you know. Like you can show me numbers on a sheet of paper all day long, but like I, you know, and I, I get that that might be a little bit limited of a worldview, but I just I try and base a lot of things off my personal experience and observation because. You know, I feel like I've had a decent amount of experience around the world, so you know, I just I try to do that. So, but that's I, yeah, I'd be interested to see what where everybody else is on that because it's just such a foreign concept to me. You know, totally,
1: yeah. yeah. So I'll let you know, but yeah, don't worry, I'm going to vaccinate sure. my horse. Mikey's going to get shots. Don't worry,
3: not getting <laughs> not going, <laughs> yeah,
1: not getting too crazy. <laughs> so I can't. I believe it's taken us this long to get our special guest today on the show, but we're really excited <laughs> to have us. I know, right? <laughs> but we have Glenn the Geek, the founder of the Horse Radio Network. Hi, Glenn. Thanks so much for coming on.
0: Well, now, let's f- clarify that. I've never been invited on the show. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. I feel like that's details.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi, Glenn. Hey! Congratulations on the success of the show. I, people love this show.
3: Thanks. Your, yeah. You should sound love... surprised.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, God. I'm not actually. It's a. It was a great idea when you first started, and it's still a great idea. You do a great job.
3: Oh, we enjoy it. Well, we know it's there's, totally a, think, there's <laughs> a
1: special. <laughs> we know there's a special event coming up here very shortly. So, Glenn, why don't you tell us more about it?
0: I want to say I'm so excited for the first time in four years. This is our fourth year doing the Holiday Radiothon, which is a 12-hour live holiday event we do on Cyber Monday, which this year is November the 26th. We are doing 12 hours live from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., and we have a bunch of different hosts. We break it up into hours, and it is just a Christmas party. Basically, this is a holiday party. It's a lot of fun. We have some terrific guests all day long talking about the holidays and their horses We've had some big-name guests in the past, and I'm sure we will again this year, and it was really funny hearing George Morris, I think it was two years ago, talk about what he does for the holidays, which was very short. It was, I really don't celebrate them much. (laughs) So... And that was the end of that particular question on the interview, and we had to move on. So (laughs) it was ended up with a good interview with them, with them talking about all kinds of stuff. But yeah, so that was George. But yeah, we're excited because you guys are going to host our second to last hour. You're going to take us, the last hour is always a big party where we have a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of callers, but you guys are going to do the seven to eight hour. And I don't know, you have any idea what you're going to do?
3: A drink?
1: And yeah,
3: a surprise. surprise. Yeah, surprise,
0: <laughs> surprise. <laughs> that's encouraged. But we're, we're excited <laughs> to have you. This will be the first time that you guys are part of it. I know. Yeah, it's not,
3: wait, it's going to be I'm so super fun.
0: excited. Now, yeah. the, what's happening right now, though, is we give away over four thousand dollars in prizes that day. It's probably Whoa. more prizes than are given away anywhere in the horse world in one day at Christmas time. This includes your choice. If you're a grand prize winner, you can win your choice of any WinTech saddle. That's up to a $1,500 value. You can win a WeatherBeta $500 prize pack, including blankets and saddle pads and all kinds of stuff. Plus, we have over 25 other prizes we're going to give away all day long. Wow. One of those prizes every hour we're giving away a $50 gift certificate from Horse Lovers, Kelly Heard jewelry which I know you ladies are probably familiar with, we're giving away 40 50, or we're giving away 4 50 gift certificates all day long,
3: oh, plus
0: cool. a ton of other stuff. Oh, so
3: exciting.
0: It is. It is a lot of fun. We always have lots of happy people at the end of Radiothon. And the way they can enter to win is head over to holidayradiothon.com. And there's instructions right there on how to enter to win. They can do it one of two ways. Send us a voicemail, a holiday voicemail. And some of these have been very clever in the past. We've had people sing songs. We've had people write poems. (laughs) We've had a lot of... Actually, a lot of good singers. Jemmy uh, will vouch for that. We have a ton of good singers that sing songs, but you don't have to be that clever. You can just leave us a voicemail and answer this year's question. And the question of the year is if your horse could talk, what would his or her New year's resolution be for
1: two thousand and nineteen? that's a good., one. Mm.
0: Yeah. Oh, boy, take more creativity <laughs> than eat more and work less uh, because we just <laughs> We need a hundred hours and work less. Uh So <laughs> we literally get a hundred voicemails, and we play those all day long. And some are really super clever. And we just, our listeners are more talented than we ever could be. <laughs> so, so cool. on over. Send your voicemail in. The other way you can win, if you miss the deadline, which is the 19th, to get your voicemail in or your sound file to us, then you can call in that day to Radiothon Live, answer that question, and whether you want to come on the air or not, we'd love for you to come on the air, especially in the 7 o'clock hour, right?
3: right yeah. yeah
0: they can talk to you guys answer the question on the air or off the air just call in and you'll also be entered into the drawing all day so we'll just be picking names all day so the one That's of so two fun. ways you can enter in. and the thing is you think about the lottery and it's one in a hundred bazillion to one where you win here sure. it's one in a couple of hundred you have a chance of winning a new saddle or any of the other prizes so we we are thrilled to be doing this for the fourth year thank our title sponsors weather and horse lovers have been with us since day 1 so and now that's you awesome. guys
3: are going
2: be- yay yay
3: <laughs> i love
2: stuff like that i'm just a total like sucker for the holidays so more holiday cheer is always well, good
0: we have a lot of listeners that actually take off work that day so they can listen oh, that's so that's cool. awesome it's become a thing it really has become a thing in the horse world it's it's how a lot of uh, horse people kick off the holidays and we do it on cyber monday because by then you're really in the mood yeah thanksgiving zipper awesome. <laughs> you're rocking. so thank you guys for participating this year i can't wait to hear thanks go- for
3: having us on we can't wait yeah. wait empty- but yeah before, before,
0: before
3: oh, you, you yeah, leave don't, don't go anywhere Glenn. <laughs> don't <laughs> go anywhere not that
2: not so fast <laughs> so you have to play rose and thorn with us do you recall how we do this
0: good and bad
3: yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. In- a yes. week. We usually say best and worst. Um, good at that <laughs>
0: I think I can do that. It, do you a, wanna... year, a week, a lifetime?
2: Uh... We do for the week.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Or two weeks. Lifetime's you can stretch take it, take it out, out to
1: two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> do
3: you want to go first or do you want to listen to us first?
1: <laughs> I can go first. I have
3: mine. Oh, All man. right. Cool. Wow. The new- newbie's volunteering to go first. <laughs>
0: yeah. I've, I've been hosting a few shows. I get this. I gotta <laughs> got come. it.
3: So I'm excited
0: because I think we figured out this week, at least we haven't found anybody that is doing this longer. We hit on Horses in the Morning. We had a birthday where Horses in the Morning turned eight. We're going into our ninth year.
3: Wow. How?
0: We're at 2,050 episodes because we do it daily. And I asked around to a lot of my podcasting friends. And best we've determined, it is the longest running daily podcast in the world.
3: wow Wow. congrats that's huge. that's so So, yeah we
0: haven't found anybody that's been doing it longer daily like we have there have been shows that are longer weekly and things like that but none Mm. that have stuck with it daily and hit hit that milestone so we're very proud of that over in horses in the morning and we're going to keep going i don't know if it'll be another eight years i need to retire at some point
3: (laughs) (laughs) is that your thorn
0: no, that was my good thing.
3: No, no, but you said you're going to keep going. So you said instead of "Bad thing, <laughs> yeah. is it. still got to go and keep doing it. Good Sometimes Justine combines them into one. So I yeah. my,
1: Mine are complicated, generally.
0: My thorn is my phone. And I'll tell you why it's my phone. Because I've been getting 10 to 15 texts and calls a day from political oh. parties. Oh, oh no my way. gosh,
3: tell me about it, is it. Time for a new phone What's number.
0: I am so sick of this. I don't know if it's because I'm registered independent because I'm getting them from all sides.
1: Uh, I'm getting them too, though. It's so I it's haven't crazy. gotten any. I think it's a state I thing. Because Glenn and I are in Florida. Oh, I think they just crazy. knew
3: where I was voting so they didn't even bother to call <laughs> me. <so>. <laughs> <laughs> it was Not- great. I kind of feel offended. No one called me.
2: <laughs> Nobody <laughs> called me either. It's fine.
0: Between oh, all- yeah. calls and texts the one day there were twenty. Oh my
1: God. That's just I- I've got nothing, nothing at that point. Not- really? I can't believe you guys aren't I it's crazy. I block them all, but it's Oh, they use different numbers. You can't block them. They I just know keep they it.
3: keep coming. I mean I get I get telemarketers, but mine's about like insurance and like health care and like life insurance and stupid but I have not gotten any political ones at all. I so, love yeah. the
0: telemarketers that call us about windows. We get them a lot. Of, I get them locked <laughs> windows for some reason and we rent. So you know. Oh sorry.
2: <laughs> not gonna need those. Yeah, I almost for fell people. for one of those phone scams when I was in college. I had a landline in my dorm room for some reason. I don't know. And I used it and somebody called me and I almost booked myself a cruise for free that probably would have like made my parents oh, go broke oh my or something. God. <laughs> oh Caught my myself. No. So, like, yeah. No, it was uh, not one of my prouder moments in life. That's amazing. <laughs> Sorry, Glenn, I didn't mean to steal your and the sad you.
0: thing was that was just last week.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> it was yesterday.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Sally, uh, you want to go next with your uh, rose thorn?
2: Sure. Um, let's see. So I've been trying to think. Um, so my rose is easy. Kyle is home. He just came home yesterday. Yay! Uh, so yeah, I'm super happy. And so then he got home and then today he's gone because he's on, he has like a 24-hour shift every six days. So of course today was, was one of them. But he's home at least and um, have him back until at least Thanksgiving. So I'm really happy. My thorn is, this is a really, really stupid first world problem of thorn, but i'm just gonna go with it it's the fact that i was so good while kyle was gone like i've been eating really well and i work out all the time and he gets home yesterday and i'm like what do you want for dinner and he's like tacos and i'm like okay (laughs) you know And i'm not gonna say no because he just got back from a deployment but i'm just like now i'm a little nervous because i i always get so much you know you get lazy when you're around your significant other sometimes and so i'm just like i gotta stay on track but um Hopefully, we'll just have like a couple days of getting all the junk food out of his system and then we'll be good. <laughs> then you'll then be back to normal. Yeah, because he's pretty like healthy and active too. And so it, it's just funny because I just like sometimes I have like way less willpower when he's home and he's like, I want ice cream. I'm like, yeah, me too. Let's go get some. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, not a bad thorn by any means, but um, still kind of something that's kind of in the back of my mind right now. So, Justine, you want to go next? sure
1: i'm not really sure if this is a rose or a thorn but i'm just gonna tell it anyway so glenn (laughs) glenn i just told you i feel
2: like this happens with justine a lot and it just becomes all one
1: (laughs) well what happens is i'm living my life and then i go something happens to me and i'm like this would be perfect to discuss on the podcast but it doesn't naturally fit in anywhere so i just make it fit somehow
3: like a rose or (laughs) thorn so um, i'm hanging
1: there because it's a long one so this new video game came out recently i don't play video games my husband does occasionally but he's not like a gamer you know what i mean he just like occasionally like on sundays when i'm doing barn chores i'll be playing for a couple hours but anyways i guess this video game is a big deal have you heard of red dead redemption 2 oh i just saw a commercial now for that it's like a western themed thing so so anyways in the game so i have a google alert set because i work for the horse magazine for horses you know like so i get like weird horse news that we use in the brief and other places and i've been getting like a million google alerts from this freaking video game about horses and so i finally watched my husband play it for a while and they put so much detail into the actual horse part of this like like, Western shooting video game that I know nothing about besides the horses now. Like, they have to... If they don't groom their horses before they ride them to, like, go shoot somebody, like, um, they'll actually be slower and they'll get sick and they have to... Wow! They have all different types some breeds like they have morgans and a dutch warm blood is the most expensive one uh it's really interesting that they put all this detail wow. into the like the actual horse part of the game i didn't know they were putting like,
0: dutch warm bloods in the western days i, well, yeah. I, told,
1: I told my husband <laughs> that i'm like this is not accurate but <laughs> this is not accurate <laughs> <laughs> um but like something
0: hundred thousand dollars like, you too can have your horse to ride into battle
1: right, right? he was like riding the horse through the whatever the landscape and there was like a mountain goat on the side and the horse spooked from it and dumped him and bucked him off like it spooked at the goat i wonder if like the lead on this project was like a horse person he was
2: like or he or she was like how did i how do i put horses in here
1: i know (laughs) my husband was like Maybe they're trying to get like the horse girl money. Her, I was like, her wife, yeah. His
0: wife was a dressage rider. Obviously. Maybe. <laughs>
1: they're not going to spend money on video games. They're going to spend money on their horses. You know. So I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. So now I like watch him play the studio game occasionally.
0: <laughs> there is a clip For going like, around Facebook right now of this game where the guy goes up to the horse and tries to get on wrong, and the horse drop kicks him across, and he flies about ten <laughs> feet in the air. No and
2: way. The horse runs off. Yeah, I like, that's too funny. I'm going to go buy this game just so I can play with the horses.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, I don't know. Well, ever spent. I guess I'll make that my rose because I don't I don't know what it is. But it was interesting. So, then my thorn would be, I don't know. Just you go and I'll come up with a
3: thorn. I'm still trying to think of my thorn. Oh, uh-huh. okay. hey, we're all having a good week, though. That's good I know time. we're having a good week, especially because I don't oh. even think I should have to have a thorn because my rose is well every if anybody has children they'll understand this my child has slept through the night for an entire week oh, like i feel like i've slept for months now yeah. like i feel like a whole new person <laughs> i can't believe because that. every other time he'd wake up two to three times a night then we got down to like one to two times a night and then in europe He got sick very briefly. So then we were waking him up, making sure like he and he and Doug, that should be my thorn. He and Doug had a fever for one night at the same time. So then we were like panicked, you know, like I didn't want to take him to a French hospital. So we were giving him like all of his, you know, formula as much as he wanted it, like Never let him like cry. I Just like gave him food, gave him food, and you know, I make sure he had plenty of fluids. I thought kind of like Sally. I'll do what I do to the you know horses. What do you do? Give him more fluids. <laughs> it, <didn't> work. <laughs> yeah. um, it worked. So I mean, not sure that that was the right way, but it worked. <laughs> That's so, funny. not matter. He was fine. He was fine within 24 hours. We were like golden. I was like, thank uh, goodness. And so, but. So after that, that like he had to adjust the whole, you know, jet lag everything else and for now almost 5 or 6 days he has slept through the night every night and it is it is glorious, just going to say that. That's an awesome road. If anybody knows Doug or myself, we are sleepers. We take naps. We would sleep 12 hours a day if possible oh, and that has not happened with a name with a 10 month or below yeah oh my gosh awesome my rose is hand down hands down I get like six plus hours of sleep consistently now (laughs) that's good you got to make up for what what you've lost (laughs) somehow some of it at least
1: Well, anyway, Glenn, thanks so much for coming on. And we can't wait to do the Radiothon with you here shortly.
0: Sounds great. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to having you. Thanks for coming. It's HolidayRadioThon.com. HolidayRadioThon.com.
2: So to wrap everything up, we do have a mailbag question. This is coming to us from Kathy in our Facebook group, which... Side note, definitely want to join that group if you haven't already. It's the Heels Down Happy Hour Facebook Lounge on Facebook. So, she, Kathy wants to know she keeps her horses at home. So, she says, How do you get the benefits of a busy barn while keeping your horse at home? More specifically, how do you keep yourself safe when no one's there to watch you ride? She says, She's very lucky. She has her barn on her property and she keeps her jumper mare there, who can be a little bit, she says, challenging. And so, she does have her husband and a baby at home, and, you know, her husband's usually watching the baby when she's riding. So she's just a little worried about, you know, if she falls off her being found um, and also just kind of missing the community of, of the barn. So I guess, Jess, do you want to just give me your opinion on that? Because I think that's definitely a valid concern for sure.
3: Absolutely. So I wonder, I mean, I don't really know exactly. Like what we do for a very brief kind of answer is we have like if somebody's riding by themselves, We'll call when we get on and then mm. like, or the, it's not usually myself riding, but like if one of my girls is riding while I'm gone, she, Courtney makes them call when she gets on and then calls as soon as they get off. That's so a good idea. We know that like within 30, 45 minutes that that's it. And, and that's probably the easiest, safest way. The other thing I wonder maybe to like feel more part of the community is like, you know, cause she could get some M- put from this was to go out either in trail ride or kind of set up group jump lessons or group mm-hmm. lessons to kind of feel part of it or, there's this new thing called Solo Shot that we got. We've not really used it that much, but my friend Lindsay's actually used it more than we have.
2: Oh, she has one I've as well. seen
3: this before. And it follows you and it's yeah. got a live Wi Fi. So her husband could watch her ride, especially on jump days. It's like it sits on a tripod and it follows you. You wear this little bitty thing in your pocket and it follows your movement. So it's for athletes, you know, soccer players. I think there's been some. Surfers that have done some really cool things with it, but the latest one also has Wi-Fi transmission. So, like, it, huh. like transmits.
2: So it's like uh, a live picture, basically, A live right? picture. So huh. you
3: could essentially get a lesson. Essentially, we thought. I haven't really done that. Like, yeah, I'm a little bit busy, but. I wonder for safety reasons if that would be something that her husband could watch, kind of mm-hmm. like a baby monitor. The baby monitor, yeah. <laughs> and be like, oh, so he could just pop over and see, like on, on his phone, is right, this, or iPad or you something. Know, yeah. Yeah, or whatever. And just say, look, is is she okay? It's really quick, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. blah. So I wonder if that would be that's an expensive option. But, you know, also then she could say, Look, here's my writing and get input from people like you trainer, know, kind yeah. of lessons and stuff yeah. too for trainers so
2: yeah that's really cool that's, and, my that's actually really cool that you brought the solo shot up thing and not specifically the solo shot but just the idea of technology and, and writing in general because we are going to have an upcoming episode where we talk about that so you guys want to stay tuned because I think that's something that's really going to be a thing as it's, we move on huge. as we move forward you know but yeah I think those are great ideas I think the other thing that I would say too um, is the and this is another kind of costly option unfortunately but they have the the new Apple Watch that just came out has the ability, I think now to detect a fall. So basically I think what happens is it uses the accelerometer. So if you're doing something and it says, you know, it can detect that you've stopped moving for an extended period of time, or you've taken a sharp, I don't know exactly how it works, but it's basically supposed to be able to help, you know, if somebody lives by themselves or writing by themselves, I'm sure it would work too. So that's kind of my thought, but I really like the idea of you know, having something monitoring you or the the time slot of like, call me when you get on. And so I know within the hour, if you haven't called me, then I might want to go check. So yeah.
3: I think that's and, great. But the watch also, the new Apple watch does have cell phone ca- capabilities. Yeah. You could click on it. If you, you know, like, let's say you got hurt, but you could actually like They'll move your hand. Yeah. You, you could call off that. So that's yeah. another kind of option yeah, as well. Good. So that's- within that.
2: The other thing too is like with the community part is like, like Jess said, you know, try and and get a group lesson going or um, even just try and if you have a trainer or a barn that you go to for lessons, see if there's somebody there that has, if they have a lesson horse or something you can ride, just so you can go hang out at the barn. You know, that's kind of what I would do. so. Anyway, Kathy, hopefully that helps. And if anybody else has a question for us, feel free. We love answering it on the air. You can send us an email at hello at heelsdownmedia.com. We also are going to start doing recorded questions. So if you want to do that, you can do a voice memo or a voice note on your phone and then email it to us. And then we can play your question on the air. All right. Well, we just want to say thank you to our sponsors for this episode. We have Arc Equine, Pack, and EcoGold. Just a reminder to subscribe to The Brief, which is our weekday email newsletter. If you haven't already, it's free to sign up. You can sign up just by going to our website at heelsdownmag.com. And it's really good timing right now. We are having a really big giveaway with EcoGold and Kensington, a lot of really great brands that you can win like $700 worth of prizes. So the deadline for that is actually today. So you'll want to make sure that you enter that by subscribing to The Brief and you'll see how. So anyway, that's all we've got for you. So you guys have a good rest of your night. Thanks again. Yeah. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers.
3: Bye.